Welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley. My guest is Floyd McClung. Floyd, I want to talk a little bit more about um, what's happening in the Muslim world and some of the unique ways you guys are reaching out to Muslims. But you've written a brand new book. You've written a whole number of books, but your brand new book is called Leading Like Jesus, 40 Leadership Lessons. Tell us the theme of this book and, and what has motivated it. You know, the book is based on the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's actually very short devotionals, 40 short devotionals, because I, I know all of us are busy, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's based on things that Jesus did or said in the Gospel mm-hmm. of John. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to get more connected with Jesus, if you'd love to get inspired by his life, especially in the Gospel of John, then this is a book for you, a Leading Like Jesus by Floyd McClung. It's available on Kindle. Or you can order it from Amazon or from Youth with a Mission Publishing, the hard copy as well, if you want a hard copy. And it's just simple. You can read something he said, and then I share some thoughts, devotional thoughts, how I learned about it personally and how it could be applied to your life. And here's the deal. Everybody who serves other people, according to Jesus, is a leader. Leadership Mm -hmm. In the kingdom, I call it the upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. Everybody who serves other people has influence. And if you have influence in people's lives, you're a leader. Now, some leaders have recognition, they have positions and titles, but many leaders lead just simply through relationship, like moms and school mm-hmm. teachers and coaches and business people who serve others in their business place. So this is, this is kind of a grassroots movement for people and giving skills and inspiration to be the kind of leader and the kind of person that Jesus wants us to be. This looks like it would be an excellent book for a small group, uh, a group of men or a group of women who are meeting together once a week because you could do one of these lessons every time and you could literally read it and discuss it all together. There's there's an application session at the end, ask questions and so on. And, you know, I've been reading and studying about Jesus for the last 15 years. I decided... I'm 69. I decided when I was about 50 or 55, I thought, I want to finish my life more on fire, more in Mm -hmm. love, more focused on Jesus than at the beginning of my life. Not on Christianity, Mm -hmm. not on the part that I do for Jesus, but on the person of Jesus, what he says, how he lived. So I've been reading through the Gospels, first first Matthew's Gospel, Mm -hmm. then Luke's Gospel. I'm talking about four or five years each. Mm -hmm. And now I've been in John's Gospel for three years. And I started getting so inspired by how Jesus did things. I thought, wow, I bet other people would enjoy this. That's wonderful. So That's awesome. So it inspired awesome. me, so I just decided to pass it on to other people. It's called Leading Like Jesus and Give People the uh, the Way They Could Order It one more time. Well, you can get it on Kindle. Mm-hmm. You can order it that way because a lot of people read electronically nowadays. On their- Leading Like Jesus by Floyd McClung, M.C., capital C-L-U-N-G. Right, Leading Like Jesus. Or you can also get order it. A hard copy, if you want a paperback copy, through Amazon mm-hmm. or go through YWAM Publishing. Wonderful. Wonderful. That sounds great. Tell us about some of your other books that are still in uh, print and and why somebody might be interested in one of them. Uh, you know, I think one of the most amazing miracles in the world today is that um, I'm writing books. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't do very well in school. I just certainly didn't do well in English class. Uh-huh. You know, if you want to see another resurrection, we'd just see my English teacher being raised from the dead. <laughs> if somehow we could get the word through to her, Floyd's writing books. Uh, but the key for me is I've had a burning passion to say something and then found somebody who would help clean it up. And 
You wrote The Father Heart of God, which really is a classic, isn't it? It's a classic. A lot of people say that. It's in about 45 languages. Wow. And it's been a source of great healing for many people's hearts. Mm -hmm. Because we all carry some wounds in our father relationships. Yeah. What do we do with those wounds? And how do we get over them? How do we move on? And how do we know God as a father? That's what that book is all about. And and that has touched probably millions of people. Well, they say there's well over a million copies in print. Congratulations, Floyd. Thank you. You're a doer of the word. Thank you, man. So you have a um, friend, and the two of you have got an interesting way of sharing Jesus with Muslims and connecting with them. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, I, I find that Muslims are more open to pray than any Anywhere in America. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the average American doesn't want to pray with you. Mm-hmm. I've talked to thousands of Muslims. I've never been turned down by a Muslim once when I've said, can I pray with you? Really? Muslims believe in prayer. They pray five times a day. Mm-hmm. If they don't pray, they're a bad Muslim. So they, <laughs> even if they are a bad Muslim, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to acknowledge it. So I love praying with Muslims. Do they have any concept of a conversational prayer with God? No, they don't. So a prayer is a ritual that you mm-hmm. do when you go to the mosque. Right. But so I like to introduce them to a conversational form of prayer by doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I learned this from a friend in Afghanistan. He was a mentor in my life. And he told me, Floyd, when you're with Muslims, get to know them, drink tea with them. And that's what they would drink, you know, in the Middle East. Ask them what their needs are, hear their mm-hmm. stories, and then say a prayer for them. And they will respect you for it. So I learned to do that. And then I learned not only to pray for Muslims, ask them if I could pray for them, hear their story, ask them if I could pray, whatever their needs mm-hmm. are. But also I've learned to change my lingo mm-hmm. because some of our language is so religious that it comes across creating misunderstanding, can mm-hmm. I say. You know, um, Muslims think Christians, that everybody in America is a Christian. So Christians are those people in Hollywood who don't wear any clothes and deal mm-hmm. crazy things and mm-hmm. live immoral lives. So we got to get rid of our Christian lingo. Mm-hmm. But if we talk about Jesus, Jesus is greatly respected by Muslims. Mm-hmm. So I talk about Jesus. I ask Muslims, can we read some of the words of Jesus together from the Gospels? Now, something else that Muslims love to do, and which we, I say don't do, and that is they love to argue. Mm-hmm. So I say don't argue. Rule number one, don't argue. Rule number two, three, four, and five is don't argue. Just smile, learn to be dumb, kind of shrug your shoulders and say, hey, you know, I'm not very good at arguing, but I love you. I love Jesus. Can I pray for you? And just be simple. And you know what? Muslims are touched by that, especially if you practice hospitality. Mm-hmm. Invite. Hey, there's Muslims everywhere. One out of eight New Yorkers, there are eight million people in New York. One out of eight, there's a million really? New Yorkers who are Muslims. There are Muslims in Phoenix. There are mm. mosques in Phoenix. Yeah. So if we just reach out, become friends, every, you know, most gas stations are either open owned right. by an Indian or a Pakistani, right. somebody from the Middle East, taxi cab drivers, mm-hmm. little grocery stores, motels. Reach out. Be friendly. You know, one of the things I've noticed about you, if we're in a restaurant together or something, you're always asking the server, what's your name? Because for you, um, that's your way of building a bridge, right? That's your way of of seeing, does this person 
maybe they want me to pray for them. Maybe they have a need. Maybe this is a divine appointment. Maybe they're not just a servant. Maybe they're somebody that God wants to connect with. Yeah, and the next step after asking, uh, you know, what their name is, just say, hey, we're going to offer thanks yeah. for the food. Can we just say a prayer for you? Is there some need that you have yeah. that you would, if if you if God would do anything for you today, what would you like God to do for you? You know, I've maybe had five people turn me down in 20 years to uh-huh. say, no, they don't want God to do something yeah. for them. And people have the idea that Christians and God are against them. Yeah, yeah. You know, the kind of culture wars and the hear uh-huh. kind of pretty rabid Christians. If we just love people and we're for them and we bless them, it opens up their heart to Jesus. Amen and amen. 80% of the Muslims coming to Jesus today have dreams about Jesus. Really? 80%. So when God says he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, he's talking about Muslim flesh yeah. too, right? Indian flesh, Hindu flesh, <laughs> yeah. Buddhist flesh, agnostic flesh, Republican flesh, Democratic yeah. flesh, male flesh, female flesh, gay flesh, straight flesh. God's going to pour out his spirit. It's a matter of how. So we can help people interpret maybe what God exactly. is saying to them, right? Find out what God's doing in a person's life. And be for them. Don't argue with them. Don't tell them why they're wrong. Or don't try to prove a point with them. Because God loves people. Here's the deal. Every single human being is being drawn to Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Let's don't be against people. Let's find out how God's drawing people to Jesus. And be the instrument of drawing them closer, humanly speaking. Amen and amen. My guest is Floyd McClung. Floyd's going to be preaching at Living Streams this weekend. And I want you to... Uh, I want to tell you where we're at in case you don't know. We're right on the corner of Central and Glendale in the middle of Phoenix. And our services, Saturday night at 530, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. And uh, Floyd, what are you going to be preaching about this weekend? The invitations of Jesus. The invitations of Jesus. Yeah, some people know about the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the laws of Jesus, the uh-huh. laws of Christianity. I'm going to talk about the difference between Christian religion and Jesus. And I'm going to share some of the invitations that Jesus gives. He gives some wide open invitations, Mark. It's kind of dangerous how Mm -hmm. open he is to people. Amen and amen. It's going to be special. So if you'd like to visit us, we'd love to have you come and join. Um, Now, you've written some other books, too. You've written uh, Living on the Devil's Doorstep. You've written a book called Follow. Right. Um, What's follow all about? Follow is about if we get serious about Jesus. So let's say Jesus touches our heart and we're drawn to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We don't want religion. We don't need more rules in our life, Mm -hmm. more things we ought to do. But if we really want to get to know him, follow breaks up, breaks the books broken up into three parts. It's about learning to love God because he loves us. It's about learning to love people who don't know God. Because he loves them. Mm -hmm. It's about learning to love people who do know God. And some of our greatest challenges, obviously, are other Christians. Right. So we break it up and we kind of drill it down. I call it the three loves. Mm -hmm. The love of God, love for people who don't know God, and loving each other. And and it's interesting that you mentioned that. I was talking to a guy recently. I said, you know, when you're a young believer, your struggles are with God. And when you've been following the Lord for a long time, most of the time your struggles are with other leaders, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're with other people that um, – and we, we rub each other the wrong way. We challenge each other in ways and disappoint each other in ways. So we have to learn somehow to forgive each other and keep moving on together, don't we? 
You know, I wrote another book that you might be interested in. Maybe you would like to order if you hear about the book right now. It's called Learning to Love People You Don't Like. Really? <laughs> Learning to love people you don't like. Because the real challenge for us, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is loving when it's hard to love, loving when it's difficult. Jesus said anybody can love somebody who loves them. Right. But I say unto you, he said, right. love your enemies. <laughs> yeah. Amen and amen. Stay tuned to uh, Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley. My guest is Floyd McClung. We're going to be right back after these messages. <laughs> 